built it from the ground floor Pound for pound as we found a crowdsource Now you hear a loud roar and a downpour of A.O. from the south SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you go Subscribe and leave a comment, be a friend of the show Seize Mike, Steve, Bill, Zane, K, Chromosome Want a Chrome Bill shirt? Pay Palace the dough The intro and the interlude's new There's something huge in the interview Who are, who, who are you? True, we'll see through like an x-ray I pass it to C's with a fabricated segue So press play and let us send the energy Throughout the potosphere to all our friends and enemies Eventually we gotta let it go viral Be sure to stay tuned for the episode title Morgan in the house Morgan in the house Tell, tell your wife I said hello and Morgan's in the house, oh my god <laughs> Was that Tanya Morgan? That's <laughs> <laughs> Tanya Morgan. Slightly different person. It's kind of ironic that uh, so Rhapsody's I, I, real name is Tanya Morgan. Don't you think that's crazy? That's a weird coincidence. Is that true? No, I just made it up. Oh, <laughs> come on, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so well, that's one of those things that I'll, it, I'll I'll say that to somebody later as fact. <laughs> yeah, because you just said that. Well, that's you know, my, you could tell I them. Did it. You could tell them about a uh, different styles member, Morgan Tanya. Mm. That's do you know about old, Do you know about Wait. different styles, Moses? No, but I hear you guys say okay. those two words together a lot. I don't know what okay. it means. Okay. Is it, I, I thought it was something you made up. So you, it would be oh, like yeah. um, you would be Jesus. Now it's Rockwell. very real. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Roxwell. That would right. be. Oh, so. There. Did he just freeze? I think he's he frozen. He yeah, frozen. okay. They put that together at one point, but so Yo. like the the the, the oh, one shit. we always tell people is like if <laughs> if KRS one, KRS two is the is the main dude in different styles. That's the like go. That. That's the go to. Got it. Mr. Lisp was my, is one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> like instead of Mr. Lip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. I would go. I would just go straight to Mr. Lip. <laughs> that's amazing is he just one lip or is he two lips one lip it, it doesn't doing matter good. Yeah, okay he's in a group he's in a group with fat lip right <laughs> <laughs> no the different styles is fat lips dr lipschitz is their right. executive producer <laughs> Lipsy Hustle does a couple couple features here and there. <laughs> Lipsy Hustle. <laughs> Coming to the main stage. Mm -hmm. Lipsy Hustle. Lipsy. I will say, you know how like pause became something that, you know, I, I'm sure there's more than one or two people in psych wards because they just ended up saying pause or that's what she said to every to everything too yeah. much. Yeah. I've noticed that with different styles. We're like, I'll be in a meeting at work, someone will say something. And I'll just immediately write down like 37 variations of the name. <laughs> but I should be paying attention to what's happening. Right. Well, it, I've came up with a thing to combat that. And I will often say, yes, homo. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I own it. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. Steve, you are you gay? I don't Is know. Are we, are we? I think you just, yeah, that was, that was an, uh, a big moment for us. Crow Bill's exclusive. Uh, exclusive. Yeah. This is, <laughs> no, just like, you know, you accidentally say something that could be right. received that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I want to let you know that I don't care if you think that. Right, exactly. Right. Who cares? Because that'd be, that'd be just fine. Right. Like, and then he and I had anal sex. No homo. Yeah. Right. 
But it's funny because the last time you were <laughs> no on... homo. I feel like saying no homo is actually gayer than having anal sex. <laughs> right. The the last time you were on here, there was a couple. Uh, when I think the guy that you uh, at least did a lot of your beats in the past. Right. When you were like, I just try to keep him in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I still haven't been. I still haven't been in that basement. Oh, really? Because he's not yeah. there. It's been well, a year. I mean. Exactly. When are we starting? When I, are we starting this interview, guys? Do you want to start oh, I recording? We'd begun. Okay. All right. So we're underway. I'm happy to say that we have back in the house, <laughs> joining a very exclusive club for Chrome Bills of interviews that have happened more than once. Yes, that have been on more than once. The one and only Moses Rockwell, fresh off the Hello. recent drop on Subterranean Weapons, which is a fucking banger. Thank you one for being day. here today, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I got my agent, Dr. Lipschitz, with me. <laughs> Don't sign anything. I like. I want to go with the whole, what you said about locked him in the basement. Instead of no homo, it's no psycho. Like when you say something that just makes it sound like you're a serial killer. No serial like, And then I drove him out into the middle of the desert. No psycho. <laughs> no Fargo. No, no Fargo. We were hanging out near a wood chipper, but I'm telling you, nothing happened. No, yeah. speaking of weird. speaking of wood chipper, I think my record has gone triple wood. Triple wood. Okay. <laughs> I saw you. I, I've seen you shipping out many CDs on uh, Instagram, man. Yeah, it's been like a pretty um, exciting rollout so far. Dope. The artwork mm -hmm. is really dope. I on love the, the artwork. On the CD, yeah. Steve, I love you have it, it over there to hold up. I know that's so visual for the podcast, but just for my own enjoyment. I thought I, I thought I had oh. it in the shot. My bad. My bad. There you go. Are you you see, right I still don't see it. <laughs> oh, you got all three of them. You haven't gotta, dispersed those. Yet? I haven't dispersed them because I haven't seen these guys. I'm not. I'm not going to spend like three ninety five on these guys. I'm just going to wait until <laughs> I see them in person. We will definitely use the album cover as the uh, picture for this episode of Chrome Bills. Do you guys ever use like a screenshot of the actual G chat for the for the? <laughs> I'll tell you what. If we use the one now, no one would have any idea what you look like. It's very gritty. <laughs> oh, is it? It's a little gritty. damn. Should I? Should I? It's like nothing you're doing. It's well. I'll, all right. So I'll pull back the curtain. Oh, here you bit. go. Get, I, get, get, get on my way downstairs. My wife was like, "Why did you like comb your hair and put gel in it?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, "I have no, up like, for the pod." Right. I was like, "I kind of, in a way, like I feel like I'm going to work, kind of." And she's like, "Well, can they see you?" I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Is it recorded?" I was like, "Not the visual part." <laughs> but so, yeah, you but know, like, you know, you'll feel more confident if you're like sure. so fresh and so clean, and maybe sure. you'll come up with more clever stuff. I I right. totally get it. Yeah. You, you know, know, voice actors wear the costumes when they when they do their Are thing. You serious? Yeah, I saw this video of Tom Hanks doing doing Woody. <laughs> And he had like a fucking this. cowboy hat and a vest. Yeah, he was wearing chaps. <laughs> All right, so let me ask. Let me I ask you this: the some dude coming in in the the gumbo suit, like just. <laughs> <laughs> so that being the case, the people that do like voiceovers for porn, do they, are they just naked? Hmm. The costume what? of the character. <laughs> They're wearing the costume of the character. The voice over. It they always bugs me. They don't still do that, bro. That was. I mean, they did at like, some point. That was Wait. like, yeah. Way what back. was I doing when they were actually filming it? You know, like with like. Real, yeah, I was going to say they don't this, do that anymore, bro. You're referring to porn that was shot like, on film, like, like actual, mad old right? Film. 
like the deuce i don't know if you guys yeah. have watched that show yeah HBO. exactly great show yeah. How many yeah. cans of condensed mushroom cream soup do you think they went through? It's <laughs> <laughs> such a crazy scene. Flapping it out. I saw David Simon in an interview, and he was talking about how there's like a, a sort of a stigma with the Sunday night HBO shows that people like sit there and jerk off to him. And he was like, we wanted to make this the least sexual show that had ever been in the 9 o'clock slot. Wow. The, sh the show about prostitution? Right. <laughs> and I've definitely like jerked off to Game of Thrones a few times. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Can we isolate that, please, on put it on the soundboard? <laughs> Jerking off to Game of Thrones. I'll just know no. a hand We have an right episode there. title. <laughs> I would never do that. That's mm. amazing. Above the belly button softcore for me. Okay. Exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, man, how, uh, how you feeling about the record? What's uh, I, what I really want to know about New York City shows? That's always my selfishly my first question. But uh, how about shows in general? Did you do a release party for this, or you got anything good coming up? Yeah, we had a release show last Friday at a bar called Lux um, here in Rochester, and it was really really tight. Did you play and also um, play with the uh, Fever Dream? Not a yeah, I didn't. I was going to um play some stuff off my F SP, just um instrumentals and like me rocking the mic. But the the other MC in my band, Gary, he opened up the show with um <clears throat> he's in a duo called Carousel, and it's with um him MCing, and then there's a drummer who has like sample pads and stuff. So it's like a like a two man band, and they were just like crushing it so hard. And I was like, there's no way I'm following this with <clears throat> just instrumental. So I was like, we need to go right into Claude and we'll just play all the songs from the record that we know. Um, but it worked out fine. It, it was tight. People were excited. Yeah, I know how to read a room. <laughs> I'm not bombing at my own release show. So how did you feel afterwards having gone with a different game plan? Were you glad you made that choice? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think we did the right thing. And it was cool, man. People were super excited, sold a ton of CDs, get, get, got a lot of high fives. Nope. Now, is this like a, con a consistent fan base that you have? Is it a lot of new faces? Um, Kind of, sort of. I mean, there's like, I think the band has like a, there are more people that are excited about the band around town um, versus me as a solo act. I think most of my listenership as a solo act is like, kind of internet based which i've been learning yeah. <laughs> since this you know i'm like sending cds to like like wherever the fuck and it's like it's pretty tight where's the furthest you've shipped a cd australia um and i sent a bunch of stuff to morocco oh shit and definitely lost a lot of money on those shipments i was gonna say <laughs> what is shipping to morocco cost? 1635 baby wow that's a lot you don't make them pay that <clears throat> You know, I didn't know what it would cost, so I, I had like a shipping uh, rate set up, which I obviously adjusted after the fact, right. but, you know, live and learn. That's yeah. dope, I'm just though. happy they got it, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny, I was so I listened to, we had an interview with you on episode 125, if listeners want to get down with that after hearing of you for the first time on this one, and you talked about how you had opened for Odyssey a bunch of times, and I remember when he was on with us, he said that, he would just go on MySpace to places that he saw he had the most listenership or was selling the most stuff, including Europe, and just hit up promoters. And that's how I eventually got over there. So that's dope. You're getting your stuff out there, man. Hopefully, at least yeah, the show. Yeah, I'm excited about it. 
I hope so too. Um, uh, as far as what Chuck was asking about New York shows, I was supposed to come out and play um, a spot in Brooklyn this Saturday, but I had to. I got stuck dog sitting. So, <laughs> are you dog sitting right now? Because you were the last time we did this. I know. Yeah, I was thinking that before before I got on. How yeah. crazy is that? So, is that not a regular thing for you? Every time I'm on the podcast, I'm watching somebody's kids or their dog. <laughs> have you babysat while doing a podcast? Well, that must have been crazy. Definitely. <laughs> it was a babysitting podcast, so it worked out fine. <laughs> Yo, that would be dope if I could trick people into babysitting my kid. I'm like, you're doing a podcast. We'll be back at 11. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like the two worlds of the Breakfast Club and the Babysitter's Club meet. So you got like Charlemagne the God and the lady from the Cranberries. <laughs> wow. wow took it to a whole new level that is next level i'm a i'm an idiot i want to take that <laughs> so did you have anything because i noticed there was a heavy uh albany presence on this record including that it, it said well <clears throat> first of who all are the you? Last, who are you <laughs> last time uh, you said that your man was doing all the beats and on this one it's self-produced right you did everything right yeah, I, I um, produced all the beats on what? sweatpants. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I did not know that either. That was actually Respect, one of my questions dude. on here. I thought oh, that cool. I, I I thought it's like sonically, you know, I hate to use this word because in hip hop it almost has a negative connotation, but I thought it was like the cleanest of all your releases. Like it's just it's very fresh. It's very bright, um, just in terms of how it's mixed. I, I think the the beats really shine through, but the the vocals are very clear. Uh, I'm impressed to know that that you did the production. Was did you you mix it or you had someone else do the the last sort of ear on it? Like what was what was the process from you laying the verses on top of the beats to it actually getting finalized? Oh, this is the first record that I that I made where like I actually because I made all the beats, I was able to get all the stems and stuff isolated and dumped into the sessions piece by piece, and then I recorded everything with um, Dude Computer. On on dude Who computer's you? computer, <laughs> and uh, he then shipped everything to PJ Cats, and he did all the mixing and mastering. So that's probably why it sounds shout crispy. Out, yeah. yeah, all the shouts, Jason Panuch. It really goes a long way. Mm. Hearing that album really goes a long way towards what mastering can do for a record. Because you know, I think by kind of what you mean by clean is there's a very even balance. Even though there's different tempos, different intensity to some of the beats, right. everything's all the volumes. Very ironed all the volumes out. Yeah. are the same right. when you Basically. go from song to song. Yeah. Like it's yeah. important, you know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, tracking tracks like I mean, I mean Hemoglobin Dollar, Melancholy Metro, uh, Good Heavens. I just wrote down some of the ones that were really sticking out of me on the first few listens. Just really jump out of of the speaker, man. I mean, it's it's dope as hell to hear. The yeah, joint, like, I, I don't didn't write the name down, but the one that L Sphinx is on was that metadata. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking fire too, man. Fire, that is really dude, dope. He's so good, man. He's so good. <clears throat> I think all of my guest features totally smoked me, and I'm one hundred thousand percent okay with it. Because, like, you know, when you listen to like Doom or whatever, and he's got like all of his friends, like every friend he's ever made on a song, and yeah, you're just right. like, I don't want to hear Doom's friends. <laughs> right, but like, right, like I feel like right. everyone I invite on a song, I'm like hoping that they like outdo me a little so people that are unfamiliar with them don't have that reaction to it everybody did their thing for sure yeah i mean to Hell hold yeah. your own on a song with des and dude computer is yeah. it's saying a lot 
Although Des, those guys Des are scary. did get to drop a uh, flugelhorn on our inner rhyme, which was mm-hmm. impressive. Mm-hmm. I Who think about that five times a day. Chuck <laughs> Mangium for the flugelhorn. <laughs> I laughed out loud when I heard that one. Now, you said you recorded this with Duke Computer. Did you go to Albany and record it down there? Yep, we knocked it out in in two sessions. And wow. all of all of the songs that are on the album, like there, there's nothing on the cutting room floor. So it was 14 songs. Yeah, well, well there's 12 like vocal things, and then two interludes. Yeah, but 14 tracks all together. Yeah, that's incredible. You you said you knocked it out how quickly? Um, I I went to Albany twice, um, once in April and once in June, and really we just it was like a day. Like really, just split up in two days. I yeah. I had written the, the songs much um, earlier on, and I'd been performing them and stuff, so I knew most of the material pretty well by the time re- recording came. So it was very like a lot of one take stuff. Had you already demoed it, so you knew like how it was going to sound recorded, or that was the first time? A good portion of them I demoed, yeah, okay. with this piece of crap mic. <laughs> <laughs> And you don't get the demoitis of like, definitely, uh, I definitely you get it. You're like, oh, it, it sounded so different the last time. Let me try that again. Like the album sounds wrong to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, what's what's the most egregious example of that to you? Um, just the way I'm like delivering the verses in, on most of the tunes. Like they probably 100% sound better. They definitely do, but they're just wrong. <laughs> it's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that's, you say it because that's it's comforting to hear. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen in uh, like on my drive into work, my drive home, but then you know on earbuds, on over the ear. Uh, so I've listened to the record on like four different mechanisms, and the thing that always cut right through to me was your tempo and like landing on the snares. I thought your delivery was perfect throughout the record. It's funny to hear that you can nitpick at it because it's just different than what you had demoed. Exactly, yeah. You get used to it. You're like, even if your demo stinks, you... you right. It's my baby. Totally my ugly get baby. used to that. Hell yeah. Like, my ugly little three-eyed baby. <laughs> I didn't pop the pee here and it sounds awkward. <laughs> yeah, Mitch gave me a lot of crap for that. He's like, dude, like you just love the letter P. <laughs> Will you please calm down? <laughs> That's actually a very good dude computer impersonation. Like you have the voice pretty pretty much down. I spent I spent a lot of time with Mitch. I think I got like there was one uh tune that i was like really struggling with and i Which and one? i i don't remember i just remember like being like not wanting to upset him because he told me like look this is gonna like take a bunch of takes and then it's a hard no for me <laughs> and <laughs> i came out of the booth and i was like oh man like i don't know what's wrong with me like i know this song i can't do it and he looked at me dead in the face emotionless and was like do you think maybe it's because you're retarded <laughs> <laughs> that's that is amazing. Definitely like my fondest memory of the of the Yeah. <laughs> he's an interesting guy to work with cuz when it's time to get down to business, he's very professional. Absolutely. Did you did you buy any furniture while you were there? No, but <laughs> oh, I Oh, that's right. But I do like like to sift through all of his findings. It's get insane. like ru- rust splinters in my palms and stuff. <laughs> For our listeners, Dude Computer, who's been a guest on here, runs Big Food Records. He runs, I can't remember the name of the Instagram account. Hemp Stitch but he, Mill. Right. 
Right? <laughs> and he just finds like kitschy shit all over uh, Albany and sells it. Is Very kitschy lucrative. The word? Kitschy, oh, really? yeah, yeah, of course, kitschy. Is it kitschy? How about how about how about useless tchotchke? Who who dropped useless <laughs> tchotchke on the record? I know. So, yeah, somebody was talking about useless tchotchkes. It was Mitch. I'm just. I think it was Mitch. Was it Mitch? Okay. That that's actually the second time I've heard an MC say those two words. I don't know what it means. I like. It sounds great. Those it's the Milo's, the other one, right at the beginning. It's the yes. first yep, verse on. Yep, uh, right. Who told you to think? Right. That's yep. not. What's a selfie? That's not me. I don't even know that's what the lyric is. I can just, <laughs> just hear it. <laughs> I think that's it. No, I don't know how that line finishes. That, what's a selfie? That's not me. That's a true lechaki. I thought he. I thought it was like some <laughs> yoga term or something. Like chakra. I thought he was talking about chakra or something. Anyways, probably. All right. You guys Sh- do yoga? Chakra Khan. I do. I'm doing hip hop yoga right now. Shout out to uh, Y7 Studios Shout in New York. Out to a tribe called Quest. It's it's called a tribe called Sweat actually, and it's fucking dope. What kind of, uh, what kind of sweatpants do you wear to to hip hop yoga? One leg up, one leg up, one leg down. Yeah, one, one, left leg up. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, it's been so long that I've been going. I'm not sure if I'm wearing sweats or a bathing suit or what. I'm trying to remember the lyric. Right. Do you do you, do you have, do you like have a, a verse that starts, Don't you have a verse that starts you like I can't even tell what I'm wearing right now. Chuck. Oh uh, yeah. It. I feel like that's relatable. You ever like run out of underwear and, and wear swimming trunks to work, like under your khakis? <laughs> nope. Listen, fri- fri- Friday <laughs> sometimes. Like <laughs> Friday sometimes I'm going inside out. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude, buy buy some more underwear. I guys. know. I, I, it's the craziest cheap. Thing. Like just go on Amazon. I do and buy some underwear. The problem's not having enough. It's the problem's having time to wash it. And I'm diligent about doing laundry, but I don't have time to do it until Saturday. You got to see these things coming and hop on the <laughs> on the Amazon Prime. How boring like, this conversation was that. Two this more conversation pairs of went, left. It went left really quickly. I know, because it was Moses very much. Well. Moses, I'd like to tell you about when I wash my underwear. Hip-hop, it was much hip-hop more interesting yoga. to think about what clothes I was wearing to hip-hop yoga. Right. Did anybody listen oh. to the 30 for 30 on Bikram yoga yet? Yes. I did. Okay. All I right. Did. There we go. That's why I stopped doing yoga because I couldn't. I really enjoyed Bikram until I heard that 30 for 30. Moses, you're a big podcast guy. Do you know what we're referring to? No. Do you know what 30 for 30? I know you're not a sports guy. ESPN had this film series called 30 for 30 where they would do an in depth look at something that hadn't really gotten a lot of coverage at the time. So the guy who invented yoga, they did like a big. Uh, Bikram. was yeah. a like five episode podcast or maybe more than that about what it basically what a piece of shit this guy was <laughs> really oh, the yeah. guy who invented yoga no 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 bikram yoga the one of the variations the hot yoga where you go in the in the hot rooms and you go oh, okay. through a specific sequence of poses right total douchebag i'm he i would expect nothing less i don't know <laughs> chuck and i were pretty devoted to it for a while there it's great uh, i mean it's an awesome exercise but you know, I guess to consider the source a little bit. Well, you know, it's funny because the point that they do make, and I thought it was similar to what was that Wild Wild Country, that Netflix yeah. show? Yep. You know, like initially the guy had some decent points, but like anybody else, like any human being where you get centralized, corrupted power, you're, you're going to become a dickhead. Yeah. I think at least. With, with I know I would. <laughs> That'd be with impossible. Great, with great power comes great downward dog. <laughs> are you a yoga dude 
No, yoga I don't. I've never done any kind of sport. Nah, I don't know if you on. can tell from having just from just looking at me. <clears throat> nothing. <laughs> Not one, no, nothing. Soccer. Oh. Uh, n- no, gone. I wish the soccer guys got when I was in school. Maybe a cross country runner. Hmm. No. Treadmill sometimes. Okay. So how did that like? Do you? You must have reached a point where someone was like, here, take this ball. And you're like, nope. And that was it for sports? Yeah, like I would just be so embarrassed because <clears throat> I couldn't oh. do it and then uh, uh, just never learned. Okay. Well, they say rap is a sport, right? That'd be really cool if I could tell people that. <laughs> like from now right. on. You like sports? Yes. Which ones? I'm, <laughs> Which ones do you like? I'm what you call a rap elite. <laughs> but most of the time, lyricist lounge guys. Oh yeah, hey yeah. That was a great show. Do you remember the TV show? Oh yes. hell yeah, with Wordsworth. I, w- on I watched. It. I watched many clips last night. That's why it's on my mind. Did you really? That's I a did. good oh, hole to go in. I did. It was. It was a weird hole. Yeah, just like keep on watching like Master Fool versus like. <laughs> 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 The the sketch I remember is the one where they're uh, accepting awards, and they it turns into just rapping the acceptance yeah. speeches. The, no, that's go. the whole thing. Every single bit is them rapping straight through. Mm-hmm. But the it's one I remember is, too, is, right? is is accepting an award. Like they're at like the Oscars or something, and the okay. acceptance speeches are all raps. Right? Did you, that you didn't get to that one? In I the didn't whole get to lot? that one. I got to like the most deaf is like having a political debate. With, like, he's like a he's like a reverend. He's like a reverend. Most deaf is the reverend, and he's like having a political debate with a pimp okay. about like let's like a campaign. It was it was pretty bad. I can't Who was remind me? Other, is there beats playing? And there are be- and there are beats playing in the background. Okay. Like I think they play like you know Eminem's Any Man over and over again. <laughs> Rap over. <laughs> they only cleared like five beats. <laughs> all the rock. It's just like basically sound bombing. Sound, all the sound bombing beats. Are people freestyling at all? Or it's all written. I think it's all. Did written. you get to the bit? Did Did you get to the bit where Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony is like like a doctor? I did not get to that one, but I'm gonna cue that up right now. Yeah, I just remember seeing that <clears throat> I was being babysat when they came on TV, and he like had like a white lab coat, and he was <laughs> like he's like taking calls. And I just remember him saying in the rap somewhere that ginseng will take care of your erectile dysfunction. So like <laughs> for for like my whole like growing up, I always thought ginseng was like a thing for boners or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because of that. <laughs> of Moses Rockwell. You said crazy. You, you said crazy bone or lazy bone. Oh, the one with like. It was crazy, the one with the deep voice. Wow. I respect to you, man, for being 10 years younger than us and being able to right. discern you. between... You're dis- not going to die Discern between are. Bone Thugs and Harmony's voice, voices. I think for I real, because when you I said being I... babysat, I was like, I was definitely in college when that show came out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I turned 29 a couple days ago. That's right. Your, your birthday was the day the album dropped, right? July 5th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy like birthday. Yeah, happy thank birthday. Thank you. Birthday, Appreciate it. Yeah, I tried to like like all right, what's a day where people are just going to be nice to me already? That's <laughs> the day I'll release a record. 
Works like a charm. Right. I put out a new album. Don't care. You probably get some hungover purchases, though, right? I gotta care. Huh? You probably get some, like, hungover people purchases. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I was searching for POTUS Rockwell. And I found (laughs) this guy. (laughs) I was searching for Mortis Rock Salt. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you do for your birthday? Besides count ducats. Please take the sales. Oh, we, we, um... That's it. I just I went to work and then I had a rap show. Very cool. Are you, you're not doing the Walgreens anymore. Are you still making tiny LED LCD. pieces? Was it LCD? No, I mean, or LED? I make LCD. I'm making huge ones now. And now oh, we're talking. Okay, you stepped up. You stepped, stepped up. up. Yeah. Bigger the risk, the same reward. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time we talked, you didn't know what the pieces were being used for, and, and I quote, "You're like, and I don't care." No. <laughs> what, are they, what are they used for now? It's like me- mostly medical equipment. <clears throat> Actually, I do at the not that it's for anyone crazy cares. Bones, uh, psychiatric. It's care. for crazy bones. Exactly. <laughs> he works for his practice is called Crazy Boners. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he should take my spot on the podcast at this point. That's yeah. it. it's like the, uh, and don't forget for the older guys there's actually a support group for guys that even with drugs can't get erections. It's called uh, Wish Boners. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. Very mature podcast. I'm glad I got my hair gel in for this one. Hmm. Is it what brand? Now we're talking. No, I, now let's get I, into the nitty gritty of it. Well, okay, well, Steve would be the dude that could like. I, you know what? I bet I could describe, and I, <laughs> I could describe the tube or whatever. Yeah. I only know it by sight. On sight. You're a Vidal Sassoon guy. No, it's stop, like uh, stop it, it's black. Me. It's Max Hold. I think it's like L'Oreal or some shit oh, like that. All right, okay, I see you. So you know, I, you know, it, but I'll tell you this, Moses, and <laughs> you might have to deal with this the way that I have because you said that you're a hairy dude. So am I. Everywhere except the top of my head. It's 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 running back, <laughs> and so what little I have to hold on to, I just put some goo in there, man. Goo from the nice. tube. <laughs> I use it's called Iranian scalp sweat. <laughs> it's got a nice sheen to it. Thank you, <laughs> Ronnie and Scalp Sweat. Mm-hmm. Steve, Steve has a great fucking hairdo. I appreciate that, homie. The best. Yeah. I mean, Steve, it doesn't. I'm posing it doesn't for the people look, on, who, are, who are listening. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing a pose. We should use your face as the cover for for not even for the episodes. For, can I use your face for an album cover <laughs> for everything? Put it on the Metro. You make me could, feel strange. If they could CGI your hair on a Donald Trump, I bet he'd calm down. Everything would Don't, be fine. Give Chuck some Seriously, credit. I would vote for him. <laughs> what if the election has just been based off a of hair this whole time? The whole time, like that's the number one metric. <laughs> Got to tell you, I've seen some photoshops with with like a sweet doing that guy. Right, yeah. makes me feel feel a lot of different kind more, of ways. Yeah, you feel more confident about him. <laughs> yeah, I trust him. Isn't there something where like no elected president has ever been bald? Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fact check that while we keep talking. Other this than the guy. current president, well, who's the dude it, who died it? in like thirty days, like Garrison Grover. or something? Mister Garrison, I think. <laughs> Garrison, Lou Gehrig's Hart, Lou Harding. Harding. <laughs> wasn't wasn't it Harding died? Harding. So some asshole got well, you know. Let me not speak ill of the dead, but this dude at his inauguration was pouring rain. They're like, you should probably not do this. He's like, I'm the president. Two and he got pneumonia and died. 
Are you serious? <laughs> oh my yeah, fuck. We got a, we got he a stat died for within you. like thirty days. We got a stat here. To date, out of the forty four I'm gonna go two. Heads of state voted into office. Five of these men have been noticeably balding. Balding. History. Who, who's the, the, who's the, the last one? Who's the most recent one? Uh, okay, so John Adams, John Quincy Adams, Martin Van Buren, Garfield Eisenhower, uh, with a asterisk for Gerald Ford, but he was not actually elected by the people. He was put into office when they uh, Nixon got popped. Yep. Pop pop. Pow. No, he, he didn't get popped. Come off he, those tapes. He, they like basically forced a resignation out of him. Right. Yeah. I I got a nice little fun fact for you about let's, that. Let's go. About Watergate. Let's go. You know who Larry O'Brien is? He's the guy that the NBA trophy is named after. Okay. He was the head of the DNC at the time of Watergate. He was the target of the break-in. Awesome. How crazy is that? It's really crazy. Hey. I can't tell you how many people I've told that to who know who Larry O'Brien is. Have there is. been like, any I, presidents with hook hands? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good good question. <laughs> I think the American voter, to quote Shaq, Method Man, and I think it was the Rizzo, we don't need no hooks. How about a uh, president <laughs> with artificial limbs? Let's see. Mm. Wow. Well, some dude had polio. I think he kept his legs, though. Right. That's the off-brand uh, version of polo for DS. Uh, polio. <laughs> <laughs> polio. Why does this pair of pants have three legs? Oh, you got that polio. <laughs> The horse is riding the polo player on the shirt. Well, I almost stumbled onto some fake news here. <laughs> What's the fake? Who's the president the that died? The fake. The fake news is the that dumbest president. What's that? Who's the, you know the president? I was just talking about the guy who died of pneumonia after mm-hmm. giving his inauguration speech. Yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off. I don't even remember what we were talking about. I don't know that we were. <laughs> William Henry Harrison was that president. I think so. Yeah, okay. I fuck right. with that dude. He was a crazy bone fan too. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you were at the hospital and crazy bone walking? He's like, "I'm gonna take your blood now." <laughs> I'd be like, "All right, I'm just gonna go die outside." Who's the legit? <laughs> who's the legit crazy like, one? There was actually a legitimate crazy bone thugs and harmony member who like crazier went, bone who went off the rails at a few points, like had really crazy radio interviews. Do you guys remember this? Uncle yes. Charles. It's Uncle Charles. <laughs> yeah, I miss it. Man. Uncle Charles. I it. <laughs> it had to be Crazy Bone, right? Well, you didn't know about his older brother who wasn't allowed in the group Crazier Bone, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking perfect different style's name. Crazier Bone. <laughs> they didn't let him in. Off the rails. You're too crazy. We are off the rails again. Uh, what um, do. What Let's get into some fun facts about the, about the record. Let's do it. Okay. What, what How many of, times did Mitch fart while you were recording your vocals? Good question. <clears throat> I do have a Mitch farting memory. You know what? That's okay. not interesting for the podcast. Okay. okay. <laughs> How many garbage plates were consumed during the making of this record? <laughs> no one in Albany knows about garbage plates. Oh, they didn't come to you. You went to them. Okay. Yeah. Did you do yeah, a song uh, with Dez called Garbage Plates? Yeah, so you, that was okay. that was for Dez's um the this is really the set of singles he was releasing. Right. Was we that the to, first time you ever rapped on a song that wasn't four four? Um oh the <clears throat> well see it's not technically not four four. I think you can count 
you can count it in both ways. It's funny because I remember receiving the email from him saying like, don't get the wrong idea about this beat. I'm not doing the weird time signatures. He's like, I'm an old white guy and I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but so um, there was no, a groove I, it's 7-8, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, Chuck, I think Chuck, it's, you said Ben pointed it out. Seven in there. Ben pointed out to me. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I just know we both have long ass raps, and we stop when the guitar comes in. Yeah. <laughs> when I listen to it, it's like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. I always felt yeah. like that. Yeah. You know. But you can count it. You can count it like one, two, three, four. If you'd like to hear it a certain way. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like like it's got the polyrhythm happening. Yeah. You have done so that stuff in threes with the band a lot because it's really fun to write that way. Is it weight on your new record that's a little bit different? It's like it's a it's just like a bass line and then one snare on it. Is that correct? Um, that tune is from uh, uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, which that whole record is, is in threes. But I tried to ch chop it in such a way that it was in fours. Okay. Um. Yeah, I've never. I don't know that I've ever made a beat in in threes though. But I but I sample stuff because there's like. A, a lot of super tights from like that era mm -hmm. and it's all like in that like waltz time signature and yeah i'm just like we got to do something about this yeah yeah well so to that point when you're this time around when you were making all the beats at what point were you writing to the beat or was it simultaneous or did you wait till you had a concept to make the beat i actually um spent <clears throat> like a pretty much an entire year just making beats not really writing to them because I was working on the album with the band. So pretty much for for a straight year, I was just making beats and um, writing for the Claude project. And then, then I spent like a pretty much another year writing to those beats. So like I, that I'd never done before, and it I kind of like working like that, I guess. So like in while you were making, say like Melancholy Metro, you didn't know mm -hmm. what was going to end up on that. You just made that beat because you liked how it sounded. Exactly, yeah. Very cool. I knew that it was going to be like mushy gushy. Mushy gushy. Mushy gushy. Is that a Roots reference? Yeah. Like a, oh, no, I don't think so. Like, I knew that it'd be like a love song. Right. But isn't that it's the beginning of Concerto with the Desperado? The first lyric is like, uh, as the moon starts to set over the melancholy metro, my poetry oh. expands like a UFO. I think Fuck, it's like, I it's, totally thought I made that up. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I just, even tell if you're joking or not. <laughs> no, it's I just like alliterations. <laughs> That's well, the story that you tell behind it too is also, you know, I, th I think it's more of a great minds think alike kind of thing because I'm sure he had his his meaning behind it. But the story that you tell to it is it's beautiful. It's such a good song, and everybody should check it out on Spotify, Bandcamp. Move to Morocco, buy a copy. Move back to the United <laughs> States, buy another <laughs> copy. <laughs> The album is called Subterranean Sweatpants. I don't know if we've said that. Oh, maybe I think I said at the, at the very beginning. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Should we play something? We should probably play. What? Which? If you had to play one joint, um, give me. A I'm second. guessing you didn't press any singles for this. So is there is there an official single that you're that you're pushing that we should play, or should we just go with like a personal favorite? Um, just why don't you pick your favorite, Chuck? <clears throat> except except Good Heavens. I don't like Good Heavens right now. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because written down on the sheet in front of me it said good heavens favorite verse <laughs> <laughs> let's play let's play melancholy metro that's a dope track okay 
Steve, are you queued up over there? Yeah, hold up. Give me one oh, second. You need a second? Yeah, we're good. What, why is that? A, what, what in particular about Good Heavens? Is it just that you've played it a lot to yourself? or No, it's just the demoitis. Gotcha. Yeah. Which one are we doing? Melancholy Metro or Good Heavens? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Chrome Bills, episode 141. Crazy boners. <laughs> Wish boners. And as I approach the present moment of an unremarkable attempt to say hello and such, Cobra clutch, crush, skin and bone to dust. Lower the gain until the tension on my soul adjusts. My face flush as it's brushed by a solemn touch. Ran her fingers tips through my Billy Goat's gruff. I was told that I should get the picture when I'm old enough. As if our silly feels are my only Achilles heel. As if my greenness is the only wall between us. You see, I'd argue that's not in the know for us. I will probably smack Saturn into Venus in light of your queendom. A photo of you is enough to leave me choking up. Unload a side of stone well inside a solar cup. We mesh well like hemoglobin and red cells. Love sick, drunkard in my belly, tell him sober up. Kiss you soon as day breaks, even if your breath smelled. I'm underrested. And rightly over-invested But I rest well Knowing that we're besties I confess it I took the melancholy measure To you and your kinfolk Acknowledge all is temporal And not to overindulge Our book will open and close The seedy bridge in between us And injury to insult Well I'm disclosing info And I don't mind that If you only sorta like me kinda If I had half a mind To find you at a better place In time I may have changed your mind up Time's up But either way I got your back Like I was right behind you Outspokenly I'm hopeless Fond of you. I wish that I was better read than I would offer you a glossary of words that may interpret my regard for you. Almost maddening, I'm actually in awe of you. And one day I'll write a song for you. Another caustic, cool for you to somber to. Because you make a dweeb feel like an awesome dude. And you should take a retreat with me And half listen from my passenger seat While I babble and brief you on casual gas Till we wind up with sand on our feet That'd be sweet Yeah, I know your skin is fair Lather you an SPF from ankles to ears That's pretty much all I've prepared Sincerely someone who cares Peace Song is a great example of what we were talking about in terms of just a sonic, a well-balanced mix. Just, it's, it's perfect. It's the way that I feel like a 2018 rap song needs to be mixed. Like it's just got, it's just perfect. Th- let me ask you this helps. about. Sorry. Oh. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, let me ask you this about the recording, and I think you'll, you can answer both of these with this. So, towards the end, when you say, "Actually, I'm in awe of you," your voice, I can hear it like it's a. Uh, it's like you've been pushing pretty hard throughout the ver- like the recording take of that, and leaving that in really adds like an emotional element to the song that I could see you might not have had on the demo. Was it a conscious uh, decision to leave that in there? And then you know, towards Chuck's question too. No, um, I think I was just genuinely profoundly sad <coughs> <laughs> because of the content of the song, or because you were yeah. with Mitch. Oh. Well, I was with Mitch and the the woman that the song is about she was in the session but okay gotcha going through all this while recording it it's a loaded situation but she was in the session like she was there like booing you while you were recording (laughs) yeah basically and mitch 
Mitch, I came out of the booth and Mitch said, this song should be called Sunburnt Feet. <laughs> Sunburnt Feet? <laughs> because of the, the SPF line. Oh. All right. <laughs> Someone who cares. <laughs> he just took it right there. It should be called Sunburnt Feet. Can we know more about the... the uh... You want to know the about his relationship? Inspira- well, no, the inspiration behind this song, or is, you don't want to talk about that? No, we can talk about it. Yeah, I just met uh, a lady. It was really okay. tight. But, like, the relationship was, like, finite because she um, ha- has moved away. She moved to Kenya. Okay. So, like. She better bring some SPF 50 over there. Jesus. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. She ain't going so, to yeah, Seattle. It was, it, it was just like being in like a really tight relationship all the while knowing that it was only te- temporal. Right. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that was part of the allure? Uh, I don't think so. I'm like a okay. serial monogamous. Got you. <laughs> so I was, when I meet somebody that I like, I'm just like, oh, this is it. Right. Right. Well, shit. I'm sorry. I hope either you go to Kenya, she comes back here, whatever needs to happen. Maybe you guys meet in Morocco in the middle. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know that that's technically in the middle. <laughs> but say. we will. <laughs> I never <laughs> geography is not my <laughs> We will be able to hang out with at least two of my fans. Table <laughs> <laughs> for four, please. Right. Right. <laughs> so, what's your favorite song off the album? Mine. Yeah. Uh, I think the closing tune with um okay. Dan and I. I just really, I, yeah, I just like everything about it. <clears throat> okay, uh, I'm super. I think that's like probably one of the best beats I've ever made, and uh, and I, I don't know. I think we both came off fairly well, and I'm oh, super yeah. proud of myself for being able to hold my own up against Des. Right, outrageous. It's interesting too because that's the only song with features where, if I remember correctly, where the guest goes first. Is that right? No, there's one where you're. Who's the dude on uh, the slip? Like the cop, the cop, copy that where you do that dub with the the vocal effect. Who is that uh, back and forth with? That dude's dope that, as shit. Yeah, um, that's Gary Lamar. He okay. also MCs in in Claude Bennington. Okay, um, he was yeah. the drummer at one point or something. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, he yo, he's like my straight up my favorite MC. I was gonna say, you know, I mean, I don't know what your plans going forward are. When I heard you two together, I was like, yeah, this would be a really good, at least for like an EP's worth of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, have you heard the the live album with the band? No. When did that come yes. out? Uh, it came out, I think, in May. Okay. Um, yeah. So all of those songs are ones that we wrote together. And, and that's, yeah, Claude, it's that's Claude Bennington's Fever Dream, right? Mm-hmm. And it's at the Metropolitan. Okay. We we try to do like a sort of tiny desk vibe, um, and and recorded all of it. It was like like half half a show, half a recording session. It came out pretty tight. I'm not necessarily so, fond of my contributions to it because I was like crazy nervous and like I can hear it, but no one else seems to give a shit. <laughs> right. I mean, you trust his opinion, right? And if he told you you came off, I'm sure it was good. Yeah, for sure. How do you spell Claude? Why am I not finding this? Is it on Spotify? C-L-A-U-D-E? No, it's not on Spotify, but there's a... You can go to ClaudeBenningsonsFeverDream.com 
and and listen to it on there. There's actually a, a video of the whole thing, which is probably a little more interesting than listening to the record. Very cool. How did that come together to have that shot? Um, dude, I don't know. I just do what Gary tells me. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure of anything. <laughs> I just show up and do my do my part. Nice. So he's oh, sort of like the ringleader. Um, you Definitely. posted this a couple months ago. I have seen this. This is dope. Oh, okay, cool. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, I got to check that out. Surprised I didn't hear about it. All right, speaking of which, who's putting your shit out? Is this all on your own? Yeah, I do everything by myself. Okay. I've never really had like a um, a team of any sort or label doing that. Okay. Pig food seemed like natural. I thought this was a pig food release, to be honest. They were, I think they, um, they were up for it. Like when we first started recording it, um, Mitch and Des were both like, yeah, we should like do it official. We could like make tapes or whatever. And I was like, well, I already set a release date. (laughs) 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 And so like, like the time I kind of like screwed myself as far as the timing goes. But, um, Hmm. I mean, probably in the future, I think we've got into do, um, more collab stuff with pig food guys because it obviously works right yep right well you're you know it's funny because i also think you would be a good they would benefit from having you on the album for more than just your talent because i think you'd be a nice balance to obviously des and mitch have a very like bullier style else finks i would say is a little bit more left field than you are but you're more like in his vein than you are Des and Mitch's and it provides a little bit of balance to the to the label right because you're good and they suck no no but you know like it's funny (laughs) it's always so interesting to me that I forget I know we heard of you through homeboy Sandman and then Des was like yo I know that dude I'll put you in touch you know like good people find each other even if they have very different approaches to it I agree with that I was thinking about that recently like everybody that I like really look up to just eventually like you become friends with them like it's just it's just how the world works i guess i don't know right i mean granted you're in the in the same profession in some way well you know the 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 distance and everything you know like it's funny because i remember i met des's friend knobs the guy he's done a lot of stuff with and that's who put me in touch. And I only was running into knobs at like different hip hop stuff throughout the country, like Scribble Jam. Scribble Jam. I was there yeah. with you. That's I remember the first time I met him at least. It was raining and I stepped in dog shit. Oh wow. That's <laughs> good I, luck, you know. <laughs> I think that the record has definitely, you know, had it's had more buzz than at least for me. And and it is one of those things where when you know someone, uh you're you're hearing it more, you're seeing it more. Right. But I have that thing where, you know, my friends that I've I've known since college, like one of the only things we don't call each other on the phone the only thing we do is text message and most of the time it's like did you see this sports thing or did you hear this music thing and uh a friend that lives out in scottsdale arizona and i was like yo you got to check this and he's like you're the third person to tell me to peep this wow i obviously got to do it and then at risk of name dropping i went to the doppelganger show on tuesday night uh friends of the show homies uh, who are you? Who are you? Kind enough to invite me into the green room before the set. We were sitting around chopping it up, and uh, I asked them. I was like, "Yo, I was listening to this record on the way over here. I know you guys know Des," and they were like, "Yeah, actually, Des sent us this, and we peeped it today. This album is fucking dope." So, like, I feel like you're you're in the green room conversations at a 
<laughs> at a doppelganger's coolie high show in Brooklyn. So nice. basically, uh, that's it's getting out there. You know, one week into the release, pretty so, sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't really have any like super grandiose aspirations or like expectations. I just just like making stuff that I like, you know. But it, well, it, it is cool that like that people like it. The last time we talked, one of the things you mentioned was uh, you'd had a couple interactions with like I don't know to what degree with labels or like the business side of it. And you said it just left you with a with a bad feeling. Have you has that just completely gone off your radar in the year since we talked to you? No, not really. Like I um I mean obviously I would be more than willing to like try to work with um a label. I just don't I don't really know the first thing about approaching that right. situation. No one's really approaching me, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a different styles got manager that we could have hit you up to be your label rep. Who's <laughs> the most famous A and R? Dante Ross. Dante Ross, probably yeah. Or like Dante Floss. Steve LaBelle. Dante or something. <laughs> right. Well, I see big things in the future for you. For sure. Rose Rose Pollenberg. <laughs> very nice woman. <laughs> I think we can make you a big star. <laughs> Would you do a show down in Albany? Or what happened with Beach Shot this year? Um, Albany, I mean, Beach Shot, they, the, the True Master meant to have the final Beach Shot Festival this this upcoming weekend. Um, but they postponed it till next summer. I'm not 100% sure why. I think maybe just to like get all the ducks in a row so it can be like the biggest blowout ever, I'm assuming. Right. So, um but yeah, that's the. I think this is the first summer they've taken off. Also, since since they started doing that, and it would be the it would be the tenth. Wow, God, that's amazing. Let's go. Three of us need to go. If it's the last be one, be there. I'm in. Cool. I, I've never I'll been. Go. Yeah, I've never been either. So, it's a good time, and I feel like every year it gets like tighter, and there, there's less fluff, so to speak. Right. Um. But yeah, it's always a good day. Good, good I mean, if you're too. if you're interested in traveling with the band, and I know that that's always a lot harder just logistically than traveling by yourself to do a show. Um, I may I may be able to hook something up. I mean, the money is not going to be much, but <laughs> I might be able to hook something up in New York because uh, the band that I play in Ava Gamblers, like we're doing. I mean, we're doing maybe four shows a year, but a lot of times when we do it, we're getting the like, hey, can you guys put someone else on the bill? But these places, they're not necessarily interested in doing like a rapper with the DJ, right? But the the idea of bringing Claude down would absolutely be like, oh yeah, if you're bringing a band, absolutely put them on. Oh, it's a hard yes from all the guys. <laughs> okay, nice. Dope. You got a headline though. <laughs> yeah, we have to headline. You got a headline. I mean, look, if if yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm very articulate. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. I'd love to make this happen because I, I am a huge fan, and it's you know the the littlest bit that I can give back. Fuck yeah, man! Likewise. Well, you could also do the remix of Melancholy Metro, Solemn Subway. <laughs> Smellancholy Metro. Smellancholy. <laughs> Melancholy Metro. Mm-hmm. Back, back to those Mitch farts. Right back around, like right a jazz, back. It's about, like a jazz this song solo. is about this song is about fart shit and armpits. 
<laughs> so one of the things that we uh, got into last time was podcasts. Are you still uh, on the same rotation? Have you added anything new? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know that that network, the Headgum Network. No. They, I feel like if they do, would probably work for you guys. They have this. There's a show called All Fantasy Everything. And it's um three like main comedians, Ian Carmel, David Borey, and Sean Jordan. And they basically like do f- like fantasy drafts of anything other than sports. Like, okay. like the the one they put out today was like action movie heroes. And so like the first pick will be like, Oh, I'm I'm taking Terminator or whatever. But I mean they right. go like super obscure. They'll you know, like good smells was last week <laughs> and they're okay. all like super fucking funny yeah all fantasy yeah. everything is really good and in my but my like absolute favorite is uh this show called suicide buddies okay have you heard of that nope. no no so it's, it's these two comedians um dave ross and hampton Young, and like they're really uh, amazing stand-ups but they um they're just like two dudes that have dealt with de- depression a lot and um suicidal thoughts so they'll basically just like like riff for 30 minutes stuff in like a light-hearted hilarious way and then they'll like recap a lot, like a famous suicide in history like wow. uh the other the other one was um ah, fuck, was the dude from joy division that was like one of the recent ones and they just like get really down to the brass tacks of it and just like make fun of them <laughs> but in like a wow in like, in like a, okay in like a compassionate way. way yeah well yeah. not respectful but compassionate you know Okay. Oh, so like they have Avicii on here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What did you um, learn? Of, why did Avicii kill himself? Oh, because he was like being like overworked by his um, managers and, and his labels and stuff. And he was like, had like his liver was like shot because he'd been partying every night for uh-huh. years and years from becoming like a DJ at yeah. like a super young age. Yep. And, um, yeah, so that's why I'm never joining a label, sees. Drink this, this go party. Right. I want a exactly label like... bot. <laughs> yeah. Uh what else? That's it. Those are the ones I look forward to the most. You know who's got a good one? Chrome Bills. Chrome Bills is pretty good. I'd put that I'd put Did you listen to the young is... did you listen to the young man interview? Um yeah. Moses? Yeah, I listen I listen to every joint. You know what I really liked a lot? Wow. And it then it dawned on me what that I sort of dropped the ball a little bit was the um uh who are the dudes who's do, they were doing the prank phone calls? Oh, the vent house. <laughs> the vent house. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I shot raps well this week. Shout that out. was a, that was a good time. Who are, who are, who you? are you? That was a real that's a real prank that really happened. Oh yeah, yeah! I can totally tell it was all real. What was the guy's name? Like, Jamie something? Yeah, Jamie. Uh, yeah, it was two names. Uh, Kurt, Larry, 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 Jamie. Ja- Larry Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Larry Jamie. God. He's like, I want. You got a lot wanna, of balls calling me. I want you to shove a <laughs> Like three days uh, after the show, he sent me a text that said uh, Larry <laughs> Jamie got beat up at the bar last night. You remember this? And I yeah. sent the screenshot to you guys. I'm like, yeah, yo, yeah. gotta get a follow up. Had to cut you right. We should have Larry Jamie on. Yeah, the um, but but I like was like in the way back of my memory, but um, very um, like like as soon as the you dropped the the episode that I came on for last year, one of the guys from 
pen pals hit me up on Twitter and was like, yo, we should work. Like, here's a bunch of beats. And I remember listening to the beats and they were like super buttery and I was way totally down to do it. But, mm-hmm. but I was at a wedding to proceeded to get drunk and completely forget about it. <laughs> it was probably Squires, I would guess. Probably. Well, I'm just saying that like could have happened and then I messed it up. So oh. shout out to those dudes. I'm an idiot. There's always a second chance. There's always no time like the present, man. For Mosey yeah. Pants, always a second chance. <laughs> Actually, Rapswell, when I saw him on Tuesday, was very complimentary of the show and then also said that, you know, we've been on a run where I don't think we've done an episode with the three of us, maybe even in all of 2018, but definitely over the last four or five months, everything's yep. had a guest. Yep. And he's like, you guys need to stay in this pocket. It's it's the perfect place to be. And then he rat- he started rattling off names of who we should interview, right? So I'm like, Dude, I'm so hammered right now. I'm not going to remember any of this. Please send me a list tomorrow. And uh, it was one of those things where I was probably in the middle of like a gray out where not quite a blackout because <laughs> I remembered it once he sent it, but I would have never thought about it again. And then he sent the list. It was pretty comprehensive. So I, I think we need to start chipping away at that. I do think it's, it's uh, we've been very lucky to get guests such as yourself uh, to get on here and, and really be comfortable and not do the like uh so, so what inspires you right, 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 right you know like uh, actually just to hang because i think what people want to know is more about like what do you like to hang out with as opposed to you know the music comes up in the conversation right but it's i'm gonna i'm gonna present a darker side of what's actually oh, here, we go. here we go <laughs> we're like one of those couples that like always has people over <laughs> oh, wow. oh, i fucking wow. hate you call moses wow just get a bottle of wine I'll go upstairs until he gets. That there. is dark right there. That is so I'm dark. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it's been good. It's been good. Some of I, my favorite episodes are the ones where well, you guys have no guests. You, it's just the three of you. I, I mean, I always enjoy having the guests. I think the high, the the highest highs of this show for me has always been like seventy six minutes in. Yeah, like the, sure. there's like a fourteen minute period where we're just like hella loopy. You know what I mean? Anything goes. Oh, for sure. It definitely like this will be a real task-heavy uh, editing process. <laughs> the, the thing that always makes me laugh, and I hate that it's my own joke, was when we were talking about how <laughs> battle rappers speak and like you could use that dialect into any type of conversation, and we've always been obsessed with the flashlight, and I was like, you got me out. Why you got me out here fucking the flashlight? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's fun. It's I think it's a good, I think it's a good uh, format for us. I hope you know the guests that we've had on get something out of it. I always think about the days when you know before the internet, when artists were a little bit more mysterious. Sure, you didn't know as much about them, and I think now uh, it's sort of part and parcel of you know being a big rap superstar that you got to go on podcasts. True. But one thing, actually, I listened to, and this segues into podcasts. So the Ali Shahi Muhammad, it's called Microphone Mathematics or something along the lines of that. It's the one that used to be on NPR. It is now moved. Microphone check. Yes, it is now entirely on Spotify. They have a recent interview with Evidence. And he said, only recently did I stop doing interviews in my rap voice. Like basically saying that you would just come on and be like, "Yo, yo, yo, what the deal, son? Yeah, we've just been putting it down in the lab." Like, but I, I totally got what he was saying. Whereas, like, uh, it, the podcast format has allowed people to get away from 
if you were uh, if you were at South by Southwest in 2008 and you were doing an interview, it was a three minute clip going on YouTube. Yeah, you know, it wasn't going to be this hour. So then you just had to come out. Yo, shout out to my man Rocka. You know, ba ba ba. Alchemist doing the beat. Like I totally got what he was saying. I thought it was a very honest uh, uh, take by him to say, yeah, I'm going to sit down with you guys and for 45 minutes and talk about how you know my wife has breast cancer. You know, as, like yeah. that might come up in the conversation. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I was thinking, you ever watch Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? Yeah. It's like such a whack show because it's so like overproduced and they like, they you know they cut out all the good stuff. I'll tell you what, it's so fucking funny you bring this up. For I haven't watched one in a while, but for whatever reason the other night, like on my smart TV, I was, I went, I was like, let me try the YouTube function. And I looked up, at, no, I'm sorry, I must have been on Netflix. Anyway, the episode with Michael Richards. Uh, yeah. It's the the only one where they just sort of like there's a couple jags that he goes on because you know he's a little wacky, and he goes on for like ninety seconds and it's interesting. I, then I watched one with like Zach Galifianakis and it's so like chopped and, and yeah, too prepackaged. The the Washington Post actually in the entertainment section just shit all over the new season of of oh, comedians really? and cars getting coffee. It's a pretty funny read if you get the chance. And Dave Chappelle on a recent one. Yeah. They were even talking about how bland that one was. It's so funny because the Michael Richards one, like he addresses like when he used the N-word at the comedy show. Like, yeah. you, you know, I've definitely seen enough episodes of the show to know that they steer clear shit. I wonder why that episode, they're just like, just, just take this him, line, Michael. Just, right. just let him let him ride. He probably how, probably, insane, how insane would it drive everyone if he didn't address it? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's funny because I think that when you when you start getting into it and you realize that what you want is uh, sort of like an unbridled honesty and not people polishing it up, you find yourself when it's people that are hard to get good interviews of. You might even find yourself watching something like The Breakfast Club, where I'm not entirely you know interested in what those guys bring to it. But right. if you want to talk about getting an honest like 45 minutes out of Chris Rock, like that yeah. might, that might be the best place to get it. You know. Or Neil Brennan or someone like that. Right. Like I think that those guys have at least created an environment where people come in. It's super gossipy high school stuff that that Breakfast Club man. I I agree, but I I do agree. But I think there's like there'll be the ten minutes in the forty five where you're like, wow, that finally someone's actually just being real. I watched an hour of the Kid Capri uh, interview the other day. Well, that whole situation is very gossipy. So you're, you're de- I assume they're talking about the beef with Funk Flex. They did, but he he like made it a point to talk about other things first, so he didn't like go right into the gossipy stuff. And then at the end, he actually got into like teaching kind of the younger generation of DJs some of the golden rules of of DJing, like learning how to be an opener and you know how you travel and how you how you carry yourself when you're booking shows and stuff. So I thought he, he like, he played those dudes, you know, where they typically try to play you out. Like he played those dudes. And like Charlemagne would try to interject with his bullshit and Kid Capri would shut him down real quick. It was dope. Well, now I want to watch this. Anyways, I'm team Kid Capri all day, so. Okay. <laughs> hey, do you have, Moses, do you have thoughts on any of the new stuff that's come out? Like the Kanye, the Nas? The Drake, uh, the Pusha T, Kid Cudi joint. I gave them all at least one spin. It's all totally fine. I'm totally okay with them. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I'll go back to any of those, but they're they're fine. 
Kanye's yeah. fine. Everyone's fine. <laughs> what, what, why are you playing the Crumbville theme song? <laughs> so there you did, did you get swept up in the Pusha T Drake situation? Uh, no, no, I don't really care about those dudes. Okay. I um, I did listen to the to Drake's. I thought Drake's um diss rap was pretty good. He uh, 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 yeah, and then Pusha T came back with like the really mean one. Right. It was very mean. Dude, I could I could never be in a rap battle, man. I'm yeah. way too nice. <laughs> well, you've seen the compliment battles, right? I could do that. I think you'd be <laughs> really good at that. Let's all yo, we should do it. You two should compliment ba- compliment battle each other. No, like the four of us should have like a like a like a compliment brawl. Wow. A nice off. A nice yeah, off. Nice off. A nice qua- off. We'll have a quaff off. <laughs> I can't battle. I just want to give props to him tonight. I'm asleep in a hemoglobin dollar bin. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm respected. I moved to Morocco just to buy your record. <laughs> Come on, this shit is great. Yeah. Despite what you lost on the shipping rate, <laughs> he jumps on stage and the people scream. They're like, it must be Claude Bennington because I'm in a fever dream. <laughs> I think I've changed my mind. <laughs> Some people told me one. your music was dog shit. But then I was like, yo, come over and dog sit. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you this about the dog sitting thing. I got I got to know. Is this is this a family okay. member? Somebody you're seeing? Who's asking you to do this? Yes. All right. So episode 125, I was I was um. Uh, dog sitting for my brother, and okay. I now live at that house, so I, it's like a okay. full full time thing. And now I'm, I'm at my mother's house mm. watching her. Dog. I might have to call. Bo- okay, okay. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say if you're at your brother's house, it's no longer dog sitting. You're just home. But I didn't realize yeah. you're at your brother's house. Okay. Well, at your mom's mom- house. I mean, exactly. And I guess well, that's, that's like a like a danger of being the single guy, man. Everyone fucking. Calls on you for that kind of thing. True. How long is she gone? Oh, just like for the weekend. Okay. Okay. Well, cats don't really need a sitter, right? Dogs, dogs will fuck shit up, man. You can't be, can't be leaving them be. Like I feel like dogs will die. Just need a sitter. (laughs) Basically, yeah. You feel like dogs will die? Yeah, I guess if you left a. You're like, here's a device that just gives you food whenever you want it. Like within 20 minutes, it would just explode. <laughs> exactly. Do you? Li- I hate cats. What do you think about cats? <laughs> I've become more of a cat guy. Shout I've never cat. owned a cat. I've never lived in Who a house you? with a cat. But um, I feel like they ma- it matched my personality better. I was gonna say, you seem like if something was de- too demanding of your attention. You'd, you'd not want anything to do with it. But a cat seems like a good fit for you. Right. Like, I'm the needy one in the relationship. <laughs> I think you can look at a cat and be like, I'm trying to make this beat right now. Like, fucking chill, man. Right. That I'm, cat will understand. Yeah. Right. What, uh, cat like, all right, well, let me get a verse. What beat, what beat machine are you rocking with, Moses? Um, I have a, a MPD. One. Oh, shit. I don't know. I've never heard it's of like an one MPD. Of the- yeah, it's like it's just like the digital MPC. It's just the pads and like a couple knobs. But I don't know what the knobs do. Is it I small? use um. Doesn't Yeah, it's like it's like. Uh, see if I was at my crib, I could just show you. I'm just looking at um, MPD twenty. Compared to the size of the dog that you're babysitting. 
It's a very small dog. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's uh. I think it's MPD twenty four Akai. Um, okay. Yeah, and I, and I use the Fruity Loops, and um, there's this like super janky ass software that I use called Studio One. Have you ever heard of that? Nope. It's like Studio One it, printing made our our shirts. I Studio One is the is the reggae record record label. It's like the <laughs> oh, yeah. record label. So Walk Studio on. One, Studio so, One. Yeah. All right. No, I came. It was free with the the um. Yeah, it was free with the um interface that I bought, um and it's got like a lot of like weird plugins in it, and they all freeze up. Nothing works, but I fucking love it. And yeah. I made all the beats. I made all the sweatpants beats on on Studio One with with the MPD. What did? Can uh, I ask you a question oh, sorry about, about that? Uh, sorry, about sorry. That. So interrupt one, the first one, the, yeah. the one about listening. Uh huh. Did you do the dubs in the background where like it sounds like somebody's dubbing every time they say listen and then there's a couple other things and what was the the vocal effect on that cuz that sounds like something you would have used studio 1 for Actually I got to credit um Mitch and and Jason for those things cuz I just had I just made the beat um and Mitch was like yo you should like put something over this so it isn't like super boring cuz you're boring and I hate you and he he, <laughs> he had uh this um this record like this edge a bunch of mama jumbo on it and just like literally put the needle down on it recorded it one take and it just worked out really well that's and insane I, yeah and then when we sent all the files to um pj he texted me and was like listen i can like this is boring i could make it less boring and like do effects i'm just like why does everyone think i'm boring <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, that's all. That's all those dudes. I just made the beat. Okay, dope. It seems like a good match. You two, you're you three, creative wise. There's like yeah. the tiniest little hiccup in your Wi-Fi connection. I wonder if anyone's gonna listen to this and be like, occasionally this dude stutters and then he talks really fast. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, do you think the recording is picking up? It's it might. That up it it might pick it up. We'll see. You might hear. It's That's only right. been maybe five times in the whole interview, but like it's strange that it hear. always happens when he's talking, though, right? It hasn't yeah. happened with any of you guys. But. My new album, Subterranean Sweatpants, is available on Spotify. Good impression. <laughs> Oh no! Really I that's I have a speech impediment, and I, that's the way I speak. Oh, old is it real? Oh, old yeah. fast talking mosey yeah. band. I have a speech impediment. This is weird. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not kidding. Like I I literally talk like that, and I can't not talk like that. <clears throat> we love you the way that you are. True. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anything else our listeners should know? Uh, are you available geez. to dog sit? Yes. How does my, ra- my rates are just have like ch- some Chobani yogurt in the fridge and maybe some Crown Royal. Chobani and Crown. <laughs> it's a crazy mix. Yeah. Bro, not my, together. I should mention okay. that when he, when uh, Moses shipped me the CDs, he put them in a Crown Royal bag. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that I I got a that special I, touch. That's amazing. I truly listened to the show. Did you know okay, that I nice. that I did you know that I put special things in a Crown Royal bag? Did you did I No, bring... I just heard you I just heard you say something that you were drinking some crown. Yeah, I have random crown bags. Uh, ba- I drink I, hundred of those purple bags around my house. Right. I have tons <laughs> of those purple bags around. They're perfect for things. For sure. I do remember that conversation where I was like, in hindsight, you know, when you realize that like your parents were a drunk, 
was I was like I had a lot of toys that were stored in Crown Royal bags. Like I had like I was like three years old and I had a marble collection, and it was like I had just enough marbles to fill like one Crown Royal bag. I think like when I got a new one, two or three got thrown out. <laughs> Did you ever like actually play marbles? It's hard. Like the game, what, I don't know how premise? to do you it. You got knock them outside of the ring or something. It seems like a boring ass game. Well, you have to make like a like a pentagram basically <laughs> type of deal, and then you like really. Well, I don't. know. You like put them in a circle. I don't know how that it works. I've only seen it in like comic strips and Sunday funnies. But you actually lose your mar- like. That's why it's called losing your marbles because the if you lose the game, like the other kids take your marbles home. Really? Yes. There's like. Fuck, I'm gonna have like, to bring. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's called. Is that how? Is that how? Lose your marbles, like you, the kids. If you that's... if you lose the game, you lose. You're actually losing your marbles. Wow. That's you gangster. Get, yeah, you get bitch. I just made that up. <laughs> oh, Tanya Morgan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give me your marbles. Happy no, birthday. that that one actually is true. I think you have three rappers on this podcast that are all like, I've never done a good metaphor about losing your marbles. <laughs> I don't work that in. <laughs> It's the the slang is kind of outdated, right? Right. It's like a line. It's like a rap Mr. Burns from The Simmons would write. Um, the Simpsons, I mean. The, the Simmons, Simmons is actually Simmons. a different style. The Simmons, yeah. Different show. The yeah, there's actually Instead like of, a, there's a football player that like only does good for the community. He's not that great at playing. But his name's O.J. Simmons. <laughs> well, the star of Simmons, of course, instead of Homer, it's Pluto. And Aristotle. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. It's, so, all right. All three of us uh, on the message thread before this were telling, like, saying how it's been a really long day. Moses, what was your day like today? Today, I uh, woke up, had to wake up dumb early because this house is a little bit further from my job then. So, dumb early is like fucking 5 30. That is dumb early. Yeah. Take care of the dog. Make some uh, coffee. I uh, was working on some stupid shit at work. These like little like tiny Fitbits, kind of like like uh, off-brand Fitbits. I was building those all day. Okay, shit bits. Slicing my hands up a little bit. Oh no! And then um, kind of just came home, took a nap. I had a great day. Uh, good. So wait, at work, what is that, like a 7 to 3.30 kind of thing? And like, you're just assembling shit? Uh, 7 to 4. Yeah, it's like different stuff every day. I've actually been doing more surface mounting stuff, like like uh, putting circuit boards together. That's kind of what I've been doing the last six months or so. Okay. I mean, yeah, it fucking sucks. I was say, it sounds like the life, man. Would you still no, get to I... listen to all your podcasts? Yeah, but I'm I'm very bad at it and make a lot of mistakes. They're probably gonna get get tired of that sooner or later. Really? Yeah. Moses, I gotta tell you, this is the third piece of medical equipment that's blown up this week, and we think it's you. <laughs> no, one hundred percent. If only your rap career could blow up like the machines you build, the defibrillators you build. <laughs> Stuff I build blows up all the time. Really? Like, yeah. It's Maybe okay. not blows up, but it'll like start smoking. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with this fit bip, but <laughs> a lip bip, a shit bit. Yeah, counts how many farts you have instead of how many steps you take. Did I give you guys my Saphir Fitbit joke yet? 
No. Oh, please do. He he uh so Safir got a new Fitbit. Turns out he's a light sleeper. <laughs> That's pretty good. Do you know who Safir is, Mosey? No, I haven't. Uh, I mean, I've heard of Safir. I heard um, Open Mike Eagle talk very really highly of Safir. You, you, I mean, Check out his first record, bro. Yeah. As the style dude, you'd really be into yeah. this cat. Check out, uh, what is it? Hieroglyphics versus Hobo Junction battle? On the, on the Hobo Junction? That was There's a battle. They, they, so, you know, like uh, hieroglyphics like Dell and all of them. Actually, Dell wasn't there, but Casual, Souls of Mischief. They Casual and Saphir had beef. So this was, I think, like the mid-90s, late-90s on the Wake Up show. Yeah, mid. Like, in, they're all in the studio battling. It's Like, that would never happen. Now, A, because people aren't as good as they were. Uh, but it would just end up like... A, you'd never even hear a word. Everyone would just shoot each other. Or and just yeah, pop, yeah. People pop pills. People couldn't check their ego at the door enough to know that you're about to have a battle and somebody's going to lose. I mean, that's the problem. Like, you got to be dope as fuck to go in and be like, I might lose and I'm going to still come off. Right. 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 That was like such a wonderful era of rap. I remember going online and like trying to trying to catch those on like really like horrible dial-up internet. Right. Um, on the real player, it was uh, King King Sway and Tech. Yeah, on the real yeah. player, and they had and you couldn't like hear the, the beats because they were only on their headphones. Do you remember that? This is oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, that was like all I did in my teens was watch those. Do you enjoy like the grind time battle stuff now? No, I don't no. like that at all. Okay. What don't you like about it? It's just so corny, and they like I'm convinced they really truly want to physically hurt each other. Yeah. It's, I'm sure. It, they're getting, they're awkward. Mm-hmm. And they take themselves so serious, which is so fucking whack to me. It's interesting. I, I don't know. I've always thought some of them, I haven't seen too many recently, but I've always thought the dudes that are good at it, like DNA, some of those cats, it's, it's fun to watch. But, I mean, definitely I can see your point. I mean, there are guys that just as, uh, looking at it as a writer... Well, I'd be like, damn, you know, someone like Iron Solomon, or I'd be like, damn, they're like a lot went into this verse, right? Like for it to just only exist for this battle, like I can certainly right. appreciate like uh, like sweat equity into it as into like lack of a better term, right? Of just like, wow, these guys are are obviously talented at what it takes to put a rhyme together, and they put a lot into this, but uh, and I'll find myself, you know, like once every two months, just up can't fall asleep and going into a hole on it, but like. I, I also get what you're saying where it's uh, it can be whether the word is corny or exhausting or or something it's just not it's not my favorite shit it doesn't get me as excited as even just getting into something else where someone is in a a radio station for two minutes and they throw on a beat and they just kick a verse that no one's heard I'm like so much more excited by just yeah. like your old Drew kicking a verse that didn't make his album over like Check shook ones I'm like this is a lot better than that those those battles make me make that push your T ad lib when I watch them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just I just like gets out. Like I don't know. That's an odd ad lib. It's it's very like it's it's not an entertaining thing to hear every twelve bars. I quite I quite like it. Do you? Okay. I noticed because you, it's you like, started throwing in the the whoa on your album. Oh yeah, because it just fit. I don't Feels know. Like, 
<laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I just want to like uh, fill up those gaps with something positive and exciting. Right. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I went through a, a phase when I was recording my first record. And probably this is like 2002. Cole, you might even remember this. That like I became obsessed with the Red Man ad lib where he goes, ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> and like I was doing it so much that uh, the the guy Jason that was doing the beats like actually sampled Redman doing it and put it in the background of a beat and I was like uh, that's a little bit distracting and he's like you've been doing it on every fucking song I was like yeah. oh, really and he played like two others I'm like I will never do that again but you can leave it on the song you put it in because it'll just remind me right who has the best rapper laugh oh that's a good question OC has a really good one at the beginning of uh, yeah, he does. My World. Yeah, I think does. I had it on the soundboard at some when I used to have a soundboard up here, uh, which uh, my sampler's so old that in order to keep the samples, I had to leave it plugged in. And uh, just not, I was like leaving a like this crappy Gemini sampler this? plugged in for years at a time. My wife was not actually feeling it at all. And then I got too tired to load it all back in, but it's the one where he's. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Big Daddy Kane had a good one on Stop Shaman. Does that sound right? Okay. All right. Now is this is this on this is like an ad lib or a single laugh? I think it's during during the verse. Or maybe it's so you remember that album where the, it's like him and a cipher doing something a cappella? He definitely he definitely has a laugh in there. Are you talking about like it's like their catchphrase or just like something yeah, like they're, okay. like they're yeah. like there's got to be somebody. I mean, Jada Kiss was the obvious mm, is the obvious laugh. one to me. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever he does. Okay, yeah. All right, now <laughs> I want like a full belly laugh. What it, What was the song? <laughs> Do you guys remember the Nas Dr. Dre song off of mm. It Was Written? Ugh. Okay, is it called Nas? Oh, what, is coming? Nas, Nas is coming. Yeah. All right, listen to the no homo. Listen, no, no. Listen to <laughs> listen to the Dr. Dre. I want to see if I can pull this up. That right there. Ah. Oh, hold on, here we go. Motherfucking Dre. What's up, That one used to always kill me. Please play that two more times just so I can have it up. Motherfucking Dre. What's up, Why did they leave that on the song? One more, one more, please, one more. All right. Motherfucking Dre. What's up, my <laughs> that was the worst song on it was written oh you know who's got the fucking Latin, now that I think about it the, is uh, Rock from Helter Skelter he's like oh, yeah. it was fucking driving me crazy I was like I, I can hear it I can't please he's addicted to ad libs like on, on Hurricane Starang oh, right he's God. like not even on the track other than doing the, <laughs> the interlude or the, the intro yeah. part yeah he's like, yeah, so he's like yo Starang I don't think these peeps know like he has like right. these little like, first intros but he He's just like has yeah, just random random things that are also mixed. So like this did not go to PJ Cats. These things are mixed incredibly high. Right. You well, you can tell like uh, they're like you, the crew, or I'm sure Drew Ha was like you have the dopest voice of all time. We want you on as many songs as possible. But what if Durang was like, hey Rock, I don't think you know this is my fucking session. Get the hell out of the studio. <laughs> you know who I think has the best rap voice in the world of rap. Is um, John Robinson? Wow, Ooh, okay. that's a good pull. What was that's he? Just... He was in. Uh, God, what, was he Styles of Beyond? No, he was. He was in another group under no. a different name. Was that Science of Life? No. Science of Life. That's yes. what I think that is right. 
Ta-da. What about Safir? Safir, if you he's his voice is gonna blow you away. Okay. I just sent you three things to check out for Safir. Thanks. Have you ever seen Menace to Society? The movie? Yeah. Yeah, of course. What Safir's the guy who gets shot and dies. He's Harold. There's many people who got oh. shot and die. In the the cousin with the nose ring? Yes. Exactly. That's okay. Severe. Tight. I mean, not tight. That he died. <laughs> right, that he died. Right. Shout out to Harold. That part was, wasn't cool. Yo, that movie's crazy, man. I, you know, it's funny. I remember seeing it in the theater, and I don't think I've seen it since. What? I definitely saw it like 15 times. 15 but I did watch it on television. It's always on TV. I watched it recently, and I'm not sure. It doesn't stand the test of time quite the uh, way that something like Juice does. I can't watch those movies like Scorsese stuff. It affects me in a different way since I've entered adulthood. Mm. Like I can't really stomach it. It just it'll ruin my day. And like I'd gratuitous rather. violence. Yeah, it's like yeah. like I just remember being young and it, I'm not caring seeing it and um, just like this is real. <laughs> yeah, but not like like the pen scene in Casino. Right, weekend ruined. Mm. It's too brutal. I, to your point, like I think that it was very easy to ignore the significance of a lot of the death and and the story that was really being told. And this, and when people talk about art and things influencing people, the one thing I will say is, I was home. I was like fifteen or sixteen. I had the flu or pneumonia or something. And I was in my room and I, was, <laughs> I had watched Menace to Society. My mom came in to give me some soup. I was like. I went to start talking and I was, I was about to say, I was like, bitch, give me some water too. And then I was like, well, hold on, hold on. Like, that's your mom. Like, you're not, you're not in menace to society right now. Two very different realities. <laughs> but like, it started to happen. And I was like, all right, check yourself, check yourself. Right. He's right. like holding his TV remote sideways. <laughs> <laughs> well played right there. <laughs> Should we go out on that? Yeah, it's going on. We're going to top that. I'm going to go out on a song. Let's do it. Can we play? Can I have a request, actually? Yes. I'd like to hear Hemoglobin Dollar Bill. Mm, those are, I think, my favorite. It's my favorite beat for sure. Raps on the record. And I, so I, I'd be real interested to know. Let's go line by 14, line. Of the 14 songs, because this is the perfect second song. Like you have the perfect intro with Valerian Root with the vocal sample. I like to make it. <laughs> and then you kick like a nice like dip in your toes in the water verse. And then you come out swinging on the second song. Of the 14 songs on here, including the interludes, I'm going to guess that this was one of the first three songs that you made. Hemoglobin Dollarbin? Yeah. Um, you know, I wish I could say that was true, but it was Wrong. like one. It was like the tune Wrong. that I um, like just needed to wrap up before I could go to Albany. Okay, but I spent the most time on it because I just couldn't nail it. You know what I mean? Uh, recording wise or writing? Finishing the raps. Okay, but I think those ones tend to be like the most gratifying once you finish them because like because you put so much. Well, there's a theory it, you know? too. You know, th there's a theory called blood from stone. Where like you're chipping away, chipping away, you don't think you're gonna get anything, but then what you get is better than anything else that might have come easy to you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Blood from Stone, the new album from Moses <laughs> Rockwell. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he really got dark on that album. <laughs> but yeah, that 
<laughs> this, this is my favorite Necro and Moses movie. Rockwell bring you <laughs> Neck Roses Rockwell. Neck Roses. Neck Axel Rose and Moses Rockwell. And Necro. <laughs> oh, I learned my new my new uh rap pseudonym is Rockwell and Degenerous. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Do you like to dance? I can't dance. I have no rhythm. I honestly don't even know how I can rap. What is this sample right here? What is this noise that we're hearing? So this is um, it's uh, Moglab and Dollarbin and Pants are from the exact same sample. Um, it's from a Miles Davis tune from the record On the Corner. Got it. That's a good one. I I wish I could remember the. The name of the tune. The, the, that record is really sort of chaotic and noisy. They say really that like, hard to like, like in a in a lot of ways that like really started like kind of the fourth the like dance music in a lot of ways. On the corner was like one of the foundation records for like dance music. You hear that reference like, a lot. Like for uh, jazz transitioning into like like, uh, like funkier like disco, like disco, like f- I don't know. I hear that a lot. Okay. Yeah, that totally makes sense cuz that's like a groovy record. Yeah. But yeah, that, both of those um both of those beats come from the same song on from on the corner. Cool. Very cool. Yo, thank you very much for taking time for sure. uh, out of dog sitting to to hang out with us. Chrome Bills thank episode you. 141 featuring Moses Rockwell. It's been a fucking pleasure, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. I want to get a beat from you too. I'll talk to you I've about been that. Spatially okay. for my entire life. Yeah, I want to start rapping. Highland Diner Diet Sprite. <laughs> Single booth, snaggle tooth, sink into a bagel bite. Score. Book tour. Duck bar trial size. Idle hands, tired eyes. How's about a pile drive? Swatch you out of silence. Sky like a firefly. Laser beacon, iron hide. I'm biding time. I need a Benson hedge, I need a friend to talk me off a ledge I bet I smell like burnt coffee and death I ran a half a mile to walk for the rest The townspeople yelling off with his head The fever dreamers need a leader, Clark Bartleby's dead Might even auction off his heartbeat and breath We'll start the bidding at an arm and a leg I shit you not, I am the furthest from a personal best Whatever version of me turns up in flesh It's tongue in cheek and in however many other lungs in his chest I wear my Sunday's best, maybe the grungiest vest In a pair of tangy subterranean sweat I've earned a zanious rep I wonder if I'm miscellaneous yet Yeah If I don't outsmart the sum of my parts I'll probably eat, paint, and die for my yard I woke up feathered and tarred Not to mention that my lower back and belly were scarred They tried to stick me for the heaviest heart If I don't outsmart the sum of my parts I'll probably eat, paint, and die for my yard I woke up feathered and tarred Not to mention that my lower back and belly were scarred They tried to stick me for the heaviest heart Yeah Laser face, laid up in his layer cake Recently deceased, squeezed in between his 808s I've reason to believe he'd meet his fate Treating beaks and breaks I need to pledge a new allegiance to the paper mate I keep in check with every heathen at the Rhymer's Guild To remind him I can turn the open mic to Silent Hill Every now and then or time and time again I'll come around the bend and then I'm back to seeking out a void to climb up in Most rock, MD, Mo Man, Tech Thief Better off alone, I tag squad in my selfies The fog up in his window reads re 
verse, help me, healthy I'm sending my condolence to this 12-piece Do not stroke his eagle, that would only be his pet peeve Pet bald eagle perched on a pile of dead geese Dab his chins with his handkerchief Check please, I'm trying to cut a record that'll redefine your neck crease If I don't outsmart the sum of my parts I'll probably eat, paint, and die for my yard I woke up feathered and tarred Not to mention that my lower back and belly were scarred They tried to stick me for the heaviest heart if I don't outsmart the sum of my parts, I'll probably eat pain and die for my yard. I woke up feathered and tarred. Not to mention that my lower back and belly were scarred. They tried to stake me for the heaviest heart.